is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the frosty forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where I await over a foot of snow. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And coming to you live during the middle of a blizzard, a literal blizzard, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Oh my gosh, the commitment that this guy has to actually come on the show at this time. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> I could so, I could be watching the snow right now. Right? So for those of you who aren't in the Northwest, let me explain a couple things. One, snow in Seattle is extremely rare. Two, um, we have a huge uh, storm rolling into not only Seattle, but down in the Hood River Gorge, uh, southern Washington area, uh, where Mr. Andrew Hoffman is. And this actually... As this storm rolls in, according to Cliff Mass of uh, Cliff Mass fame, we've actually read articles of him. He is yeah. the gentleman who wrote the article about uh, stop saying that uh, the forest fires are a result of climate change. Even though mm-hmm. he is a meteorologist who does believe in climate change, he wrote those articles talking about how the undergrowth was the problem. But anyway, uh, pretty, I guess, as well renowned as a meteorologist slash scientist can be, right? I mean, he's pretty. As, oh as yeah, they, yeah. As he's they like go, celebrity he's, celebrity weather guy. Yeah, I mean, he's as they go, he's a pretty famous dude. Anyway, he he put out a, uh, about a ten minute podcast yesterday saying the snow's going to hit southern Washington, northern Oregon uh, today. The temperatures are going to drop, and it's going to set the stage perfectly for a big snow in Seattle. All this just to say, like, I don't know if you live in Texas, uh, certain parts of like New Mexico, Oklahoma. You know, parts where where it's rare to get snow, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, I know we're really far north, but we also just don't get that much snow because of the cloud cover and such. And it always is very interesting when it happens because, unlike Texas and Oklahoma and other parts of the United States, we have hills. Very, very big hills. (laughs) Yeah, although I'm guessing there's not going to be any traffic accident to to rival what happened in texas today what happened in texas today did you see that i didn't see this um, let me look over over 100 vehicles six at least six people dead no that's not oh cool, yeah man it's a you know not really a i didn't put it in the podcast folder since oh, it's not really no. a podcast clip this is terrible. Yeah, uh, apparently, I don't know if they, you come over, a, whether it was a hill or a corner or something, but by the time everyone realized there's a big pile of cars at the end of this icy stretch of road, it was too late to stop, and I just one after the other. Oh my gosh. That's that's crazy. Yeah, Fort Worth. 
So, freezing rain, even worse than snow. Lord Jesus, look after those people and their families. Amen. Holy smokes, that's tough. That's tough. And that's that's what you get in Oklahoma and Texas. You get that freezing rain. It starts raining like normal, and all of a sudden it hits the ground and freezes, or it falls in ice, somewhat ice form, and then boom, out of nowhere, you got some really bad conditions pretty quick. Yeah. Wow. And know. you know, I'm I'm very pro trucker. I do not want them replaced by self driving trucks, but. You know, when it's snowing or icy, could you slow down to a little slower than seventy? That would that would be nice. You are yes. driving, you know. Maybe take a take a physics class on momentum, and if there's not enough friction, what's going to happen to your fully loaded semi truck if if you need to stop? But okay, yeah. This is very on brand for me to talk about, uh, but may be in poor <laughs> taste uh, to bring this up at this time. But do you notice the National you're, Guard? You're becoming showed up? a trucker? No. Uh, <laughs> do you notice the National Guard showed up? No. The National Guard did not show up to clean it up. They're in the accident. There are three National Guard vehicles on top <laughs> of a semi truck. Yeah. Oh, wow. This just keeps going. Okay. So we have one trucker. Hold up. Wow. So there's like. There's video. Yeah, it's kind of insane. It's like there's three or four different pods or pockets of of cars. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's move on. Yeah, you took all the fun out of my story. Jeez. (laughs) Cool. I was hoping for some some, uh, once in a a blue moon snow here in Seattle just to, you know, the 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 hills plus the the lack of familiarity with driving in snow uh just equals yeah. hijinks Stay, ensue staying home is probably a good idea yeah yeah so anyway um yeah and you know i got kids so it'd be super cool if it snowed they could see some snow yes and i i took my daughter on i had the day off of work on monday and we went up to mount hood uh, to see snow because we had had so little this winter and now you know three days later blizzard i did the same thing man two weeks ago so. i went to went up to the mountains to leavenworth to show my kids some snow because it didn't seem like we we're gonna get any <laughs> we live in a weird place up here in the northwest where only a couple hours away you can be on top of a mountain where it's absolutely snowing <laughs> right yeah so anyway Moving right along, uh, we have some interesting stuff going on in the news. Apparently, you can be impeached after you leave office, which is great news, I think, for all the slave-holding presidents out there. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, might as well just start with Trump and work our way back, right? Yeah, they were all somewhat (laughs) racist, right? Well, he got, I mean, Obama definitely did some impeachment-worthy stuff. Yeah, he did. Dredge up Benghazi and what have you, just impeach them all, all the way through. Let's just start impeaching people. 
I mean, why even stop it? Why even stop at presidents? Let's just start. Him, I mean, maybe maybe we can just impeach you, Andrew. Just be, uh, just say, hey, you know, Andrew Hoffman. He's a little bit too conspiratorial for my liking. Impeached. Yeah. Well, you can get canceled. I. That's more of a canceling. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. let's cancel. Let's cancel Andrew. So, I, I, pretty much everyone can either be impeached or canceled. What if you cancel yourself? What if you just say, I'm done? <laughs> so if you, well, which is what you did, right? You, you canceled your own social media. <laughs> yeah, to some to some degree, that is that is precisely what I did. I, I canceled myself. So, um, you know, this is usually kind of a big episode for Revelations Radio News because you and I are big sports fans and we always talk about sports. So should we start? Maybe we should end there and with something a little light, but it's not that light this time around. The S- Super Bowl? Yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, I had heard of the weekend, um, basically the week before the Super Bowl, that he was the halftime show. Got it. So that that's where my popular culture uh, paying attention is at currently. So, <laughs> which is awesome. I I may I may have learned about him a month or two before his Super right. Bowl appearance. Probably when they started telling me, "Hey, it's going to be the weekend." I was like, "Oh, who?" <laughs> yeah, which you know, weekend without the the e and end. I don't okay. Um, yeah, let's let's start there. We got the the vigilant citizen, which um, still pumping stuff out, and we've we've uh, gone over a few of their articles through the years. Um, it the the difficult part is much of the analysis is um, visual. So, I guess we kind of have to describe it. So, uh, their article, the Super Bowl is at its core a sporting event. However, judging by media reactions, lots of people were less interested in the actual football game. That wasn't very competitive. (laughs) And more interested in playing COVID police. The result? Twitter geniuses complained about the lack of social distancing in the crowd while not realizing that most fans were actually cardboard cutouts. Other individuals obsessed the mask-wearing practices of people in the stadium and took the time to shame them on social media. Did he just remove his mask to take a sip of beer? Unacceptable. Drink your, ma- drink through your mask like the rest of us, buddy. With all these joyless people actively looking for ways to be offended by a football game, the weekend was in charge of lightening the mood with some good old-fashioned singing and dancing. And for about 14 minutes, instead of moaning about some player on the sidelines wearing his mask under his nose, people gazed at the red-clad the weekend and wondered things such as, what is the meaning of the bandages? In that sense, the weekend accomplished his job as an entertainer, to get people to forget about their immediate problems by drawing them into his artistic universe. However, when one understands the meaning of, of this universe, one is reminded of another major problem. The entertainment industry is a toxic cesspool of satanic psychopaths. Am I exaggerating here? No. In fact, the entire narrative surrounding the weekend points to this very fact. All right. 
To properly understand the meaning of the weekend's enigmatic performance, one needs to look at his alter persona and its evolution through the past months. Uh, because while the world was fighting a pandemic, the weekend has been carrying out a f- form of ritual drama in his public appearances. Indeed, through costumes and makeup, the Canadian singer has been telling a story of transformation as a chosen one of the entertainment business. And it's got a picture of him accepting uh, an award at the 2020 VMAs uh, with his face made up to look like he had just been in a UFC fight, basically. And then um, at the same VMAs with a full-on bandage over over his face. Like cartoon level bandage all over the place think tom and jerry yeah while the weekend receives uh, a trophy there yeah while the weekend receives uh or, or i'm sorry that was two different award shows one was the 2020 vmas the other was the 2020 amas with the bandages uh, While well, the weekend receives accolades from the industry, his bruises and bandages also allude to the fact that he's paying a hefty price for fame. Furthermore, the fact that he is constantly dressed in red, the color occultly associate, associated with sacrifice, confirms this fact. His Super Bowl performance was the perfect conclusion of this ritual drama. The self-described star boy reaps the full rewards of being an industry darling. But at what cost? Well, that's what the weekend is all about. Let's take a look at his Super Bowl performance and how it fits into his overarching narrative. Halftime ceremony. The weekend's performance began with an intro that had dark, ritualistic, and spiritual undertones. A robed figure with flashing red eyes descends from above as we hear religious chanting. After the descent, the figure joins many other red-eyed angels. Um... Then the set opens up and the weekend emerges surrounded by light. According to ex-NFL player Larry Johnson, this display had a biblical meaning. And I saw this tweet also. It's actually what made me look up the um, vigilant citizen on on some other subjects there. But uh, Satan's fall from heaven with his fallen angels and Abaddon or Abel coming out of the bottomless pit. Their COVID quarantine short story of Revelation 9. That's how he summed it up. Uh, bizarre coincidence, the weekend's first name is uh, Abel, or Abel, A-B-E-L. In another post, Johnson wrote, It's like they know the Bible well enough to tell you what parts they enter in at, and they stop just before the part where they lose. Uh, whether or not this display was a direct reference to Revelation 9 is up for debate. However, this bizarre intro definitely conveyed a dark spiritual meaning. In this biblical context, the weekend begins his performance with the song Starboy. Considering the main message of the song, it was a perfect choice to, be, to begin the show. As explained in my article, The Occult Meaning of the Weekend Starboy, the song is basically about the weekend selling his soul to become an industry star. The cover art of the single sums everything up. You've got... Uh, six symbols each. Uh, you've got like lightning bolts plus one row, which is crosses except for the bottom, which is a five-pointed star. Uh, then the weekend performs The Hills, a song about drugs and general Hollywood decadence. In the video, he meets a Satan-like character who offers him a deal. 
The song also contains references to Wes Craven's movie The Hills Have Eyes, which is about cannibal mutants who stalk and kill unsuspecting people. Reminds me of the Hollywood occult elite. After this display of pseudo-Satanism, The weekend goes back into the abyss. He emerged from there he sings Can't Feel My Face, and <laughs> uh, which is a, a song about um, doing so much cocaine that you can't feel your face. So... Good, uh, good role model there. Um, who? And then it it talks about uh, the clones dressed with the bandaged faces, and this is what most people talked about. Yeah, I think they were saying, "Are they masks? What are you know? What's going on there?" Um, in a recent interview with Variety, the weekend briefly explained the meaning of the bandages. Uh, the significance of the entire head bandages is reflected on the absurd culture of Hollywood celebrity and people manipulating themselves for superficial reasons to please and be validated. This is a typical mass media ex- explanation that brushes on the topic while avoiding the darker aspects of the narrative. To fully understand what is going on here, we need to look at the imagery surrounding the weekend's latest album, After Hours. Um, which, yeah... I don't know. It's kind of. You want me to keep going, or we get? Uh, the no, idea? I didn't. No, yeah, it's, it gets kind of weird there. Uh, but I, I just wanted to kind of comment on the the thing everybody noticed and talked about was the bandages and the people all dressed in the, the with the red blazers running around uh, around him um, in that really bizarre sequence. He's in a room full of a bunch of mirrors, mm-hmm. and then there's some really weird stuff written on the mirrors, like like gone uh your feelings uh i nothing just a lot of weird stuff that almost seemed like it was related to the quarantine it's like never gonna end and and just a lot of i don't know i just found it to be uh bizarre i have a a personal anecdote and i thought i didn't know that you necessarily read this because you were the one who put the uh Larry Johnson quote in the in the folder. So yeah, I and then you, you put a, the article in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you might have a, a certain take on it, but anyway, um, I have a personal anecdote, and that is, <laughs> I so I missed. I had to work the first half, and then I came home, and when I arrive at my house, it's like halftime, and I I walk in the door, and it's like on the screen, like it's happening, right? It, like literally, this 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 dance scene, and I'm like kind of like disturbed like what 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 is this but there's nobody in the living room like there's nobody watching it so then i walk into the uh, kitchen and my wife has underwear on her head (laughs) (laughs) and you know we got a four-year-old and she said that they were sitting there watching it and he's he started to get kind of freaked out and weirded out by it rightly so it was it's kind of weird looking so she she made a joke and she went and got some uh, underwear and put put them on her head. She said she said this is how all the the people on TV are dancing, so we're going to do it. So there's my wife and my son when I walk into the kitchen dancing around with uh, underwear on their head, having a great time and not enjoying the occult symbolism of uh, the weekend's halftime show. So it was, yeah. but it was a uh, but it was a a a very interesting moment anyway to to kind of walk into that, but. Yeah, the uh, let's see. It says turn, touch, feelings, rough time, not going to end. These are the words that are written in the uh, 
the mirror. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, message of hope there. Oh, definitely a message of hope. And then <laughs> I didn't throw, I don't, I don't think I threw this in there, but I had to, I kind of came up with this on my own because I was looking at some different stuff. But are you aware of Tom Brady's comments about uh, Giselle being a witch? Uh, no. no. Yeah. So he does an interview. Maybe I could play it on the show and you can give me your take. But uh, uh, definitely made me question a few things. I was like, what in the world? This is uh, kind of bizarre. Um, anyway. The show used to be so light and airy when we talk about the Super Bowl, and then this time, this you know, this year it rolls around. And it's like goodness gracious, they just, they, you know, Tom Brady wins in an absolute you know, route, and then snooze fest. Yeah, and then the 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 occult performance is even more occult and over the top with masks and everything else. I don't know. I I just uh, found the whole thing to be just even more odd. It's like. I'm even losing sports now too. It's like, come on, man. Can mm-hmm. we, we can we get it together? Yeah. It's, the the propaganda used to be so much more enjoyable, Tim. Back when we <laughs> back when we were young. Yeah, you remember? It was <laughs> like like, hey, drink lots of beer of this cheap brand type and women who look like this will be all over you. You know, it's, it was a, a much more positive message. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was. And the, and the other thing is, it, you know, we used to come. We, we've been pointing this out for a long time, but like the NFL would be like, it's camo month. So we got to militarize the sidelines or it's, mm-hmm. you know, breast cancer awareness. Month. They've always been putting their. Uh, and, and we. Uh, broke down that the uh, breast cancer awareness scam where they were, uh, you know, oh, yes, all the proceeds go to the uh, National, I think National Cancer Society. I don't want to get it wrong. But anyway, so uh, it, it, no, it worked it out that Susan not B. only Coleman. was the... Not only was the NFL making a bunch of money off of that, but then the the supposed charity, you know, like less than ten percent was going to anything that could be considered charitable. Everything else is just, you know, boondoggle grants and salaries, and it was a horrible charity. But uh, Su- Susan B. Susan G. Coleman or whatever Coleman, the breast cancer. Society. Yeah. So now, I mean, yeah, the NFL. Ugh. Yeah, it's just becoming even more kind of crazy. Uh, here's uh, here's well, Tom Brady. Just uh, before we move on uh-huh. from sports, um, did you catch the national anthem deal? <laughs> I, I. Did I don't remember? I kind of I barely saw it. I had one eye on it. Okay, so Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Mark Cuban's team. Mark Cuban mm-hmm. is famous for a number of reasons: Shark Tank and uh, selling a 
<laughs> selling broadcast.com oh, yes. to Yahoo for $4 billion or whatever it was. And and he has a car with doors that open like this, not like <laughs> this. And he's, you know, I mean, he's there's lots of rumblings and apparently he's a sleazeball and hits on female employees and what have you. Um, but uh, he, he goes... Uh, full social justice warrior and says we're going to stop playing the national anthem and uh, initially the NBA is like cool yeah yeah that's right you know black lives matter so we'll stop playing the national anthem and then the backlash was so um, intense that by the end of the day I mean, we're talking same day. The NBA had put out a statement saying all teams will be playing the national anthem. <laughs> and, Listen, we can't uh, we can't start playing the Chinese national anthem yet. The people aren't ready. Yeah, for it. Well, the people apparently aren't ready for it. Well, and that's what their people were pointing out. It's like, oh, you're you're offended by the national anthem, but you're not willing to stand up for Hong Kong or or anything that might offend the Chinese, the, the CCP, um, which they're not. I mean, the NBA is like, basically it, it admits like we will not do anything to anger China. So we know where our uh, bread is buttered. Yeah. But, but apparently they realized that, uh, you know, probably not the best PR move, but I, I found it interesting because um, Outkick uh, Clay, Clay Travis's outfit p- posted something that said, "Should the national anthem be played before sporting events?" Yes or no? Well, my answer is no. Right? I mean, we've talked yeah. about the we've talked about the war propaganda aspect to it, and it's like if it's not a national team, it makes no sense. Like, no, why are you? You know. The, yeah, the world really has been flipped on its head, right? Like, if you would have told but, me back when we started this podcast in 2011, <laughs> 10 years ago, that you and I would be like, man, they should be playing the national anthem. Like, you know, I'm thinking about getting a flag and hanging it up outside, you know? Like, <laughs> everything is totally flipped upside down. Because back then we were saying, hey, the national anthem doesn't need to be played before games. And actually, today we're still saying that. But, yeah. you know, we never would have considered getting a flag or, you know, it's. So the two, the two uh, well, fake the, versions of U.S. history, and one is that yeah. you know we're the worst mm-hmm. country ever, and the other one is that we're the best country ever. And there, you know there can't be any middle ground. You agree with one or the other. That's it. You're right. like, you know, Jesus is for America, or you know, America <laughs> was created to kill black people. Like that was it. This is only two. These are your choices. So yeah. which one do you want? Yeah. All right, Tom yes. Brady, in his own words, before we get any further. Um, so basically the scene is Tom Brady just won, uh, who knows which Super Bowl it says two years ago. So that would have been maybe against, I don't know, who cares? Uh, one of the, one of the Super Bowls <laughs> that Tom Brady won. Um, and so he sits down to get his, uh, beard shaved at Gillette headquarters, um, after, after winning the Super Bowl. Any superstitions going into the game? Any special thing you carried into the game on Sunday 
that you had. So he's laid back, like literally, like in a barber chair type of thing. Getting, you know, got the, they got the hot towel on there. They're going for the full shave. Okay. Okay. Ducked away somewhere. Uh, I did. <laughs> I always, um, you know, I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. She's so about the power of intention, you know, and believing things that are really going to happen. And she always makes a little altar for me at the game because she, she just wills it so much. And uh, so she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with pictures of my kids. And I have these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones. And she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. And I say all these mantras. And I stopped questioning her a it long works. time ago. I did. I just shut up and listened. And at first I was like, this is kind of crazy. And then about four years ago, we were playing the Seahawks and she said, you better listen to me. This is your year, but this is all the things you're going to have to do to win. And I did all those things. And by God, you don't work. It was pretty good. <laughs> and then in 2015, it was about early January. And she said, you know how much I love you? And I said, yeah. And she said, I just want to let you know, this is not going to be your year. Oh. And of course we lost. I said, what does 16 look like? <laughs> And she said, 16 is going to be your year. <laughs> so it was early January this year. And I said, babe, I asking, like, do we have a chance? And she said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work and you're really going to have to listen to me. <laughs> so, man, I listen to her. And right after the game, she said, see, I did a lot of work. You do your work. I do mine. <laughs> she said, you're lucky you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. <laughs> Seems normal. <laughs> TB12. Oh, come on. Your thoughts. Come on, Andrew. You're a sports guy. If there's any podcast out there that can digest this, deconstruct this, it's this one. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, on the. I, I do nothing, right? Like, I work from home now, I sit in the chair. <laughs> and I'm, what, four years younger than Tom Brady? Yep. And they're, the mornings that I feel like I can barely get out of bed outnumber the mornings where I feel halfway decent. And I, I cannot imagine uh, taking that, you know, taking one hit, much less 20 hits in a game or whatever, you know. Whatever so, he he doesn't take that money, but it is absolutely amazing. And um, you know he's the first person to ever do it. So yeah. is any of it forty three illegitimate? Old. I don't know, but I mean it seems things. unnatural. It does that. seem unnatural. A couple things. One, uh, I did that horrible thing called skateboarding again yesterday, and this morning when I woke up, barely could get out of bed. Yeah. So sore, like all over. A couple of joints, lots of muscles, just sore. And uh, I am three years younger than Tom Brady. So I, I hear you there. The other thing, too, that gives me some solace in this clip, like, okay, there was a really weird long drought of championships in the middle that it didn't look like they were ever going to win again. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere... Some sort of black voodoo magic, and I take comfort in the fact that that would explain well, the insanity what, of that ending of the Seahawks game. What year? What year did he marry Giselle? Oh, he's he was married to her early. 
But so I think she, after marrying she was around, I think after marrying the, the bad years. Yes, I think after marrying okay. her, I don't think he wins another one. Okay. Until the the I mean, come on, man, voodoo, voodoo. We can this we can blame the Seahawks dynasty ending on voodoo. <laughs> uh, yeah, and bad play calling. In <laughs> in <laughs> Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball and then laughing. Well, yeah, or you know, I mean, well, we talked about it at the time. Oh yeah, and uh, the play that shall not be named. Yep, and Brandon Browner, you know, having been on the team the year previous. Um, anyway, but it, I don't know that deck that, that left a weird taste in my mouth. I'm gonna say that uh, she's got an altar, she's got stones, she's got mantras, because you know when it started to come out, the people that were at Epstein Island, I was shocked by two names in particular. I mean, shocked. Shocked is a strong word. I kind of assume a lot of these celebrities are in on this horrible game of of Satanism. Uh, but it, it still struck me as odd that uh, Heidi Klum and Naomi, I always mess this up, Campbell, mm-hmm. that's the black model, mm-hmm. they were both on the Epstein flight logs. And so, and then I guess one of Epstein, I guess the guy, the head of... Uh, well, because the Victoria's Secret, the guy that actually, was right, the the Victoria's Secret guy was in on it, and Giselle yep. was another Victoria's Secret. Right. So it doesn't. It's. I don't need a lot of dots to connect her to to Satanism or witchcraft. And then yeah. joking around with Tom off the cuff. I'm a good witch. I don't know. It's too much smoke there. <laughs> yeah. You know, too much smoke there for me to completely dismiss it. Yeah, we we don't need any altars. Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's uh, is he uh, cutting chickens' heads off pregame or what's going on there. But no, I don't know. Uh, but I think some famous star just moved out of a apartment, and there was actually something about her cutting chickens' heads off. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, there was an old episode of Re- Revelations Radio News titled "And Our Pets' Heads Are Falling Off." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough of uh, the uh, the kind of crazy talk. Let's get into the real crazy talk, and that is the news. Yes. Uh, have you been following the impeachment stuff at all? Impeachment I, part duh. I, <laughs> impeachment part duh duh. Um, I followed it enough that I got into an argument at work, a real life Twitter argument in person, like a live live action argument yeah 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 also known as an argument (laughs) (laughs) a valid point a valid point uh yeah 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 so enough that i said you know this is this is not gonna happen he told me that i was not in touch with reality and then i needed to uh stop believing everything fox news told me or something like that yeah i just basically i just basically took the line like hey you know he's not gonna get impeached He's like, we should for the insurrection. He caused it. I'm like, he didn't. He's like, no, he did. It, it, it's on. It, there's proof. He's, I was like, no. He's like, no, no, he caused it. And I'm like, no, no, he didn't. He's like, no, he did. You have to believe me. And I'm like, no, I, I don't. And and it's okay. We have a different opinion. But the problem was, it's not okay. Like it was right, not right. okay. He got yeah. so mad, so mad 
And then he said, what did he say to me? He said, uh, you're not in touch with reality. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I came back. I left and I came back and I was like, hey, man, you know what? You know what's wrong? I try to like be cool. You know, I was just like, hey, man, you know, the problem with this country today is you watched it and I watched it and we both came away with completely different thoughts of what happened. And that's kind of the problem with America today. I don't feel like that's offensive. Is it offensive, Andrew, what I just said? Uh, no. No. It's I mean, literally we just saw the different we just both watched the same thing and saw something different because of our belief structures. That's mm-hmm. all I was trying to say. It's my olive branch. And then he said, "No, it is a problem because you're not in touch with reality." <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> well, you, you I try and then I tried and then I tried to like come at him like kind of bro, like man bro, fist bumped him. I was like, "Hey man, Let's do it. 20 bucks. I say he doesn't get impeached. You say he does. Let's just throw some money on the line. And he got so offended. He's like, now you're trying to challenge me with money. And I was like, what? (laughs) You think one thing is going to happen. I think the other. It's a totally normal male, male interaction for me to be like, hey, let's put some money on it. (laughs) But he was so offended. So anyway, I, I came home just perplexed by the whole, by the whole thing. And, and I told my wife, I was like, you know, if this argument had happened on Twitter, I would be totally fine with it. But it actually happened in real life, and that's <laughs> strange, strange for me. Because yeah. a lot of times I don't think people are going to say the same stuff they're going to say on Twitter. Right. Yeah, accusing someone they don't live in reality when you are literally in reality talking to them. <laughs> it is a little, it is offensive. <laughs> Especially when, when that person's saying, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, Tucker Carlson is, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're attempting to cancel T- Tucker Carlson for like the, what, the 37th time. Sure. Um, so he did a 15 minute monologue, mainly about the, uh, Capitol riot. The insurrection. Insurrection. So he went through. I'm just kidding, it's not insurrection. But okay. He went through the five people that died. Okay, and this is something we talked about. They they say five people, five people, five people, but they only, you know, focus on initially the gal who got shot, right, by Capitol Police, and the police officer who was beaten with the. Uh, fire hydrant beaten to death by Trump supporters, right? That was the story right? reported by the news. So, so Tucker goes through the police officer who was supposedly beaten uh, was sending text messages with his brother later that evening saying, oh yeah, I'm fine. I got some pepper spray my eyes or whatever, but you know, it's pretty pretty crazy but i'm totally fine and died of a stroke oh they like insta cremated his body but they if you because there a special service can you pay extra for that if okay. they if he had really been beaten to death do you think they might be hunting down who beat him to death yeah I think so. Um, and, the, the, you know, the Capitol Police admit um, 
no, there's no evidence. There was no evidence of blunt force trauma. Um, and he, you know, he died of a stroke. Now, you've got Ashley Babbitt shot by Capitol Police. We still don't know the Capitol Police officer who did it. And apparently, um, we're just going to just have to believe that, that they did a full investigation and found that that police officer did nothing wrong. We're just... It'll never get reported on. Um, no justice for no justice for white lady Trump supporters. Who shot? Um, who shot Travion Martin? Yeah, you know the so, answer, right? Uh, yeah. The uh, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Yeah, the Hispanic guy. Yeah, who was close enough to being white to be bad? Exactly. Yeah. So those two are the well-known ones. The other three, a guy was um, talking on his talking to his wife on the phone outside the Capitol. Didn't go in or anything. Dies of a heart attack. Uh, the two other people, one person, and these are pretty young people too. Uh, died of a stroke. Uh, died of some other health thing. Now, I don't know. It seems kind of crazy to have four quote-unquote natural deaths happen in one place on one day. Um, who knows? I, you know, maybe there's some weapon system in there. Maybe there wasn't. But uh, thinking heart attack gun. I'm thinking the heart attack gun or some, you know, the, they, I mean, they've got those special, less lethal weapons that they can shoot at people. And I don't know, it's, they just wanted the death count higher so they could do exactly what they did. And I'm not convinced they weren't planning on shooting somebody from the beginning. I mean, it looked really premeditated. You see, you see the, the cops there that could be stopping Ashley Babbitt from getting to the door, step aside, let her go up there and let her, let her get shot. I mean, it's within, within arm's reach of the Antifa kid from Utah. Yeah. Who's also there. Who just got done smashing the, the other window. Right. Um, so, T- Tucker's point, though, was, you know, this is what we we know about it. They're blaming all five deaths on Trump. Uh, when in reality, these are all Trump supporters that died, including the Capitol Police officer, big Trump guy. Um, and then he throws in there a, a one minute thing about how George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose, which is, um, you know, true, which should matter. But anyway, it's the end of the world because he said George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose and not of someone kneeling on his neck, which everyone saw the video, and you've got to burn the whole country down because of it. You remember, Uh, Right. But do you remember, like, two weeks later, the other video came out of him in the truck? Remember that? Yeah. And what is he saying? He's saying I can't breathe, and he's saying I can't breathe, and there's no one on him. There's, there's no knee. No 
Yeah. There's no strangle. His heart is going so fast. His respiratory system is in complete overdrive. And he's hyperventilating. He can't breathe. Yeah. Fentanyl is dangerous stuff. Yeah. This it's- is not a conspiracy theory. Fentanyl <laughs> can kill you. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah. Believe it or not, fentanyl kills a lot more people than police officers do. Oh, God. But, uh, you know, I, 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 anyway, so so this is, this truly is, you know, I looked on Twitter and this was, people were so mad. And, um, man, I should have brought the Alex Jones clip. Did did you see where he, where he said, um, this is not a communist takeover. This is, some people think they're going to have a communist takeover, but what, you know, what the New World Order wants, what the control system wants, they want a civil war. Yes, oh, and they absolutely do. So they, they're they pushing, you know, the one side, which is the, the side that says, can't you see how evil Trump is? And he's, Trump is literally Hitler. And they're pushing the other side with, like, look at this, man. We're we're killing this lady in cold blood. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to blame you. We're going to blame all Trump supporters for for what's going on, even though you've seen Antifa. Like, doesn't that make you mad? Doesn't that make you? And they're, you know, they're trying to create the civil war. Absolutely. um, It's a frustrating thing to watch because what do you do to stop it? I don't know. Um, yeah, let's get let's let's really get, keep going right into this, and that let's throw in the Time Magazine article then. Right, where where they say, um, yeah, powerful people conspired to make sure Donald Trump did not win that election, which is <laughs> which, which is insane. Real close, get, and um, they don't say rig the election they say fortify the election which uh is basically doing all the things that they're accused of doing and yet um no it's just openly bragging about it and you know what is the point of that article other than like hey trump people aren't you mad aren't you still really mad about this whole Here, thing here's us here's us explaining to you exactly how it was done laws were changed zuckerberg invited civil rights leaders for dinner in his home uh, and gave hundreds of millions of dollars cabinet secretaries gop congressmen worked through nonpartisan reform the alliance took common set of theme from Different researchers and put it, anyway this whole alliance thing the people the power the racial justice uprising sparked by George George Floyd's killing in May was not primarily a political movement uh, the organizers who helped lead it wanted oh, to it harness wasn't, it to, was it <laughs> oh yeah it was it absolutely was the whole thing was I mean the whole thing the summer uprising shown that people over the country could have a massive impact activists began to uh, to make. Uh, Anyway, it just keeps going on and on and on. And, it, and you and I both read it and kind of came to the same conclusion. This not only is them admitting exactly how the election was stolen slash fortified, but it just is printed and it's out there wholesale to make people angry. Yeah. Candace Owens says, look at this. They're throwing it in your faces. This is how they did it. Yeah. 
And it, and it seems like half of the country, it seems like the goal of some part of within our government right now is to enrage the right enough to start to do something, I guess. Yes. And it just keeps happening more and more and more. Um, and you're throwing QAnon <laughs> and all the heartbroken people who didn't have anything happen. And now they're going to have to make it happen on their own. And uh, what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a little miraculous that the QAnon thing has not resulted in people, in more people going nuts. Yep. So, I mean, that that level of letdown from from truly believing that there were good guys in the FBI and the Justice Department and Trump was a superhero and that whole thing, and it was all going to work out all right. To just being like, hey, not only is none of that true, but uh, you're a t- domestic terrorist. Yeah, like that's how you that's how you create terrorists, right? Yeah, I not, mean, yeah. Not only is none of that true, but the guy whose son you've just watched, you know, evidence of him, you know, doing mm-hmm. drugs and molesting his niece, uh, you know, he's now in power. Yeah, the one who's clearly in China's pocket, and he's his- now in power. And the one who's lawyer, on, video, on video molesting children all over the place. Lawyer's best friend is in the is uh, in the administration, making making sure that that uh, investigation goes exactly nowhere. Absolutely. So I want to say something though, because this is very dark stuff and very uh, negative that we're talking and, about. Okay, go ahead. But no, no, go ahead. I, I just want to. I just want to throw in one other thing. Um, on the other side, there is a mirror operation going on too, and this one looks like, hey, uh, Black Lives Matter. How's that uh, working with the Biden administration going? Oh, they're not taking your phone calls. Interesting. Oh, and um, how's how's that uh, getting all your student loan debt? <laughs> written off how's that working out for you oh and, and that uh the two thousand dollar check uh oh no we meant we meant 1400 uh well maybe 1400 for some people maybe not at all we'll see <laughs> yeah 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 i think you're right i think that's a, that definitely plays a role in it I do want to take the Capitol Hill riot, though. Cap the Capitol Hill. What are we going to call this? The Capitol Hill bugaloo, the debacle of <laughs> January sixth. I watched this thing and Isn't immediately it? was sad afterwards. Not because anybody died. I, I, guess, I guess someone did die, but I didn't know at yeah. the time. But um, I was immediately sad because I, I shut off my television and thought to myself, "Well, they're going to use that as a yep. reason to come after everybody." And I was right. Uh, but here's the thing. I think there's hope. So listen up, everybody. All right. All right. Here we go. We got, there is a positive layer to this. So far, we've outsmarted them. Black Lives Matter wanted to start a race war in the United States. And we didn't. We got close. But we outsmarted them. And we didn't. Because our American values have kept us from going on the streets and arming up against our fellow citizens. And and guess what? Oh, 
most people aren't actually racist. Ah, yes. That's a, another good point. Another good point. But moving forward, now the election, now the insurrection, quote unquote, and now into the point where we are now, where everybody's a domestic terrorist. If you're a Republican and if you're, you know, you're getting banned off Twitter, you're getting canceled off here. I think we can still outsmart them. I think we just don't react. Just don't do anything. I think eventually they're going to come with some false flag narrative, maybe. But overall, I, you know, there won't be a big enough, hopefully, I don't think. I think we can just keep moving forward as, as Americans being good to each other and not get violent. Because once the violence starts, you know, who is the, uh, who has the monopoly on violence? Uh, that would be the state. Ah, yes. The state. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that like a Lysander Spooner you know, <laughs> uh, cha- chapter? The, the monopoly of violence? Um, yeah. Once the violence starts, it's never going to stop. For It'll come from the state, and it's going to be terrible. So avoid it as long as possible. I think we can. And I think we can move forward and heal and pray for this country. Pray that they get healed. Pray that, pray that we move forward. You know, I... Isn't there, there's a couple of people in the Bible, Old Testament, who like basically pray for a nation. Maybe Israel, I think, pretty, pretty much Israel, yeah. Where God's like, ah, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody, somebody's like, ah, let me pray for everybody. And then, you know, he's having a, I can't, who is this? It's a prophet. He's having a conversation. Maybe it's Moses. Who is this? He's having a conversation with God. Who? Are you thinking about Lot for Sodom and Gomorrah? Maybe. But he that, said that one didn't work out too well. No. <laughs> no, he said, uh, I've saved a remnant. Uh, is all of Israel wicked? No, I've saved a remnant for myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. one of the prophets in the Old Testament yes. prayed and helped God not to kill everybody. So I'm, there's, it's possible. We can delay this. We can push it back. We, not, we may not be in Revelation, but Revelation may not be happening now. We just, we just gotta, we gotta turn off our phones, go back to human decency. You know what I mean? It, there's a chance. We have, we have an opportunity here. Yeah. We, we, we can make the best of this. It doesn't have to go down this way. We don't, we, we don't have to just Twitter argue in real life. Says the guy who had a Twitter argument in real life. <laughs> well, and it, you know, what they're doing, shutting off um, conservative. Twitter accounts, they know that that's not going to convince conservatives, right? Right. It's just it's just trying to make sure that there's no actual crossover and trying to more and more isolate people into their own bubbles so that uh, they can recapture what they had for a long time, which is total monopoly of information and, and um, you know, with the reality that people were fed through their TVs. So you're saying what James Corbett's been saying, which is we've been whooping their butts. The alternative media yeah, has been yeah. has been whooping their butts, and now they have to figure out ways around it. They have to cheat. We talked <laughs> about it long ago, back when we started this podcast uh, earlier this year, earlier last year, when we talked about Judy Minkowitz. And I said, this is a blueprint. They're going to watch how all this information spreads, and then they're going to move in and start shutting it all down. And that's what they did. Yes. Exactly exactly what they did. And now they're creating echo chambers for the left. 
The left and, can get online. The left can comment. The left can say we need to lock down more. The left can say we need more, uh, you know, vaccines. Mm-hmm. The left can say Trump's a terrorist and everybody who follows him is a terrorist. And they can say it all online. And that is supposed to be reality, especially in a reality where nobody actually leaves their house. So if nobody actually leaves their house and everybody's clued into the internet and everybody's looking at the internet and everybody's looking at comments and posts and likes and well, upvotes and downvotes and reddits. The internet it, only limited to Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Reddit. Let's not go to any, you know, standalone websites. Yeah. Instagram, all those, you get online and guess what? It's all left-leaning baloney. It's all just an echo chamber, the loudest voices, the ones who say, let's kill Trump, let's hang him from a tree, let's bloody his head. Can we throw Trump kids into the wood chipper? Can we do that? Those people, all good. You do whatever you want. You do you. The Disney lady today, you hear about this? Yeah. Disney producer today says, you know, the reason the Nazis were able to move in and actually just take the neighbors away, the Jewish neighbors away, and uh, put them in internment camps was because they had turned the people against the Nazis or against the Jews so badly that the German people were beating up Jews on their own. Right. And that's what they're doing to you with your political party affiliation. What? You can't tweet that. You're fired. No more Mandalorian for you. You're out of here. That doesn't yeah. sound like what we want. This is Chinese territory. And this is. You know, the United, yep. the surrogate United States of, of China. And we don't want that. We want just the left to be loud. You and who can't knows what make Nazi comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so intellectually, I, I got to come at you with this because I want to know and I want to like really flesh this out. You're a very intelligent person. And so this is you're my guy. Like. I know that we say Trump is a fascist and he's just like Hitler. Trump is Trump is Hitler, literally Hitler. <laughs> but can can we backtrack like two steps? Like forget Trump, forget forget all this stuff, right? And I'm asking you this seriously. Was Hitler a fascist? Well, I thought he was a I mean, he he had a socialist party. So what 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 would be the correct nomenclature for this man? For this man's political party. Well, I mean, Nazi was national socialist, right? Right. But but there was the um, the Italian guy was the one who like Mostly. openly called himself a fascist. Right. And it was the idea of government merging with big business. I mean, that's and, literally what we're experiencing right now, right? Yes. Yes. Because when Twitter and Facebook throw mon- millions and millions of dollars into elections and those and, and and help judges get elected when George Soros is funding different district attorneys around the country when Warren Buffett gives 58 million dollars to the Biden campaign and Biden stops the Keystone pipeline so they can all transport oil on <laughs> Warren Buffett's trains like that's yeah. we're literally experiencing that right like this this is what yes. it is so we moved away from Trump America first because we said it was fascist mm-hmm. directly into a corp corporate led corptocracy led fascism with Biden yes. at the helm, quote unquote. Well, with the I would say Wall Street's at the helm. 
Good point. Has it ever been more obvious the president doesn't do anything than these last two, three months? No. no I mean, this, never. It's literally, <laughs> I mean, it's, it just sign this, sign this, read this. I, there's even a like, like you, there's actually a clip like three weeks ago where he says I don't even know what I'm signing and and Kamala's just like sign the paperwork I'm sweet for it yeah <laughs> yeah no I I mean it and it's totally obvious and I I think at some level it's supposed to be totally obvious right it is yeah this is a this is a demoralization campaign man we are yeah. in the middle of a demoralization campaign yeah. The only way to stop it is to not feed into it, to shut off the television. Shut. I mean, nobody nobody listens to the show, watches TV, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's here's just this is this is a crazy, crazy extremist idea. Oh God, here we go. Maria canceled. What what if we what if we stopped giving uh, the corporations our money? Right. You know, like what if you know, what if we boycott Amazon? Just throwing it out there. I'm trying. Hey, I'm gonna give everybody a pro tip right now. Take that thing off your phone. That's where all the money gets spent. You just click click, it's on your phone, and you're done. <laughs> I've taken it off my phone and there are no Amazon packages showing up at all. Because yeah. I had a minor addiction, especially in quarantine life. I'm a dude. I don't want to go to the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just push a button and it comes to me. But I took that thing off my phone and now it's it takes effort. I got to go log in on a computer, you know. But yeah, I've, I've done that. I've I've deleted the Twitter. I've deleted the Facebook. I deleted every single Chinese-owned application on my phone. Nice. I'm out of PayPal. I'm out of Venmo. I'm out of... Uh, I got out of Robinhood. Anything that uses the Plaid network, I'm out of. So some of the some of the Coinbase stuff, I'm out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's our only choice at this point. Not only are you trading privacy for, you know, a little bit of entertainment, but they also hate you. They actively hate you. Yes. And they want. And they're take, they're trying yeah. to destroy the country. So they're trying to destroy the country. Absolutely. You know, the, before we get. Um, forced into or people feel like oh i gotta go fight something like let, let's try you know withholding our uh time and treasure from the corporations that are trying to ruin everything so Amen. you know I, I could get really extreme and talk about taxes but we'll, we'll <laughs> don't, don't talk about taxes man don't talk about, i got kids man i can't get i can't get killed for taxes i know you've always been a fan ever since this show started i remember back when this show started 2011 when we were invading libya and you were like man i am really excited to pay my taxes this year let yeah. all that money go to to uh to take down libya yeah is it moral to pay taxes yeah get the old open I air think- slave trade going I think you can make a strong argument that it's not, um, you know, but that's all talking on my side. You know, the way the income tax thing works, I basically don't pay federal taxes, um, and, you know, which which was a tax code strategically designed so that, like, 
works well for 55% of people. It's not an accident. <laughs> what is that? What are, you, what are you talking about? If you own a house? No, no. If just income levels. I mean, if you're... Um, I pay way more in Oregon income taxes than in federal income taxes. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. I don't pay sales or I don't pay income tax up here in the Yeah, Washington. So. The People's People's Republic of Inland. Yeah. We don't have sales tax though, so Yeah, yeah. Eleven percent up here. So you can you can buy something from a local store without giving eleven percent to the government, which is is nice. Yeah, yeah. Up here, the, the the government will get their pound of flesh. They they have to turn around and pay uh, really unholy amounts in property tax, uh, whether directly or indirectly. You know, if you rent, you pay it indirectly. If you own, you pay it directly. But anyway. You got any... Anything else you especially wanted to cover? Well, I mean, we left a ton of stories out. Uh, let me, let me throw this one in. Let me let me let me throw this one in real quick. Give me a second here. And I think for all you people out there who, uh, oh, good. Where's my, there's my Bill Gates story. That's the that's the only other one I want to cover. But I got a quick clip here for you, and uh, I'm gonna exp- I'm going to uh, present to you. In about two minutes, one of the main reasons, love him or hate him, that Bernie can well, never get elected. That big money interests have an undue influence over the economic and political life of our country. That uh, too often uh, campaign contributions are what determines policy rather than the needs of ordinary Americans. And according to the Washington Post, since 2014, the Center for American Progress has received roughly $5.5 million from Walmart, uh, a company that pays its workers starvation wages, $900,000 from the Bank of America, $550,000 from J.P. Morgan Chase, $550,000 from Amazon, $200,000 from Wells Fargo, $800,000 from Facebook, and up to $1.4 million from Google. In other words, CAP has received money for some of the most powerful special interests in our country. Uh, how will your relationship with those very powerful special interests uh, impact your decision-making if you are uh, appointed to be the head of OMB? Senator, I thank you for that. It will have zero impact uh, on my uh, <laughs> on my decision-making. I'm actually uh, CAP took a number of positions that disagreed vigorously uh, with the policy positions of those institutions. But I appreciate this question, and uh, and it is my role. It will be my role to ensure that I am only serving the interests of the American people, the administration, and its agenda to address rising inequality and address the needs of working families. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. And this is for all of your liberal friends out there who never understood why Bernie got a fair shake. Because love him or hate him, that man believes in what he believes in. And he is not all about the greasing of money, the greasing of palms to, to get ahead well, politically. Other than his own. Other than his own. That's <laughs> correct. Yeah, other than his own. He drives an Audi R8, which is a 
forty, fifty thousand dollar vehicle. So, um, yeah, but that that guy, he's just he's just not. He just can't. You know, he just doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, doesn't take money from the right places. Does doesn't look the other way when he needs to. So oh, I think he looks the other way when he needs to. Uh, when it's his own self-preservation, but yeah, the, but he's not on, he's not on the, uh, same team that, uh, how about, yeah, how about this? He's Kamala Harris state. is on. Okay. Yeah. He's not deep state. He's never been, he's never really been read in. If you've ever seen, if you ever wanted visual proof that he's not a member of the team or the deep state, I invite you to go back to the inauguration <laughs> <laughs> and watch Bernie in his presentation. <laughs> yeah. It's there, miserable with, with some uh, some Russian mittens. <laughs> oh, he's he does look what? There's a lot of miserable people. <laughs> he looks absolutely miserable. You've seen this, right? This whole meme. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bernie in the mittens. That was that was amazing. Just like man, I have to come to this stupid thing and sit outdoors. This this corpse is being elected over me. These people stole the nomination from me twice, yeah. and I got to yeah, sit he, here but he in the cold. He won't stand up and say it. Yeah, that, that's the, that's where I'm like, you know, I mean, he should have stood up for himself in 2016. Yeah, or 2020, but it was it was rigged two different ways. Uh, blatant just voter fraud in 2016 i mean you cannot tell me that hillary was more popular in california oregon and washington than bernie was please no there's bernie stuff everywhere hillary stuff very rare until after the primary um and same thing this i mean no one no one is a biden fan and no one's a Kamala harris fan but anyway they're anti-Donald Trump fans. And the soup, the eve of Super Tuesday, when who were the ones that dropped out? Uh, I think Kamala Harris already had uh, with her 1% of the vote. But they got Buttigieg to drop out. They got, uh, who was the other? There were, I think, two other ones that dropped out. And everyone funneled the, all the establishment uh, support to Biden, and then I'm I'm sure they had the some election rigging going on too. But anyway, and that was the that was the basically the the thing that Bloomberg led. Right. He yeah. he squashed everybody else out. Yep. Well, and he right. I think he probably wanted to win um but once he realized that he he couldn't yeah he 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 killed enough of the we don't want biden stuff to 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 dilute it all and then when they all went away all of a sudden you're left with biden versus bernie and there was enough to (laughs) to take down bernie again but yeah well, because there was a point there where it really did look like Bernie was going to get the nomination in 2016. He absolutely looked like he was going to get the nomination. Yeah. I was hearing in my day to day life about people going to a Bernie rally when there was one here in Seattle, mm-hmm. 
There were signs absolutely everywhere. We talked about this. I guarantee yeah. we talked about this. We even we even own uh, the. <laughs> Let me see if it still works. We even own the uh, domain burnedout.com. <laughs> That's right. It, because we were so sure that all these Bernie people were going to be so upset. <laughs> oh, did I let that thing expire? It oh. didn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't pop up. Maybe I let it go. Oh. <laughs> Note to myself: if I let a if I let a domain expire. Uh, <laughs> Don't bring it up at a later show to, to crack a joke. But anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, we were so sure that he was going to be the nomination. And then he didn't. It was just it was it was it was honestly hilarious to watch the Democratic Party put Hillary in the position they did. Yeah. And then that's the, the 20 bucks I lost to the guy uh, that said I don't know, when I told him Trump wasn't going to or 100 bucks that I told him Trump was going to win in a landslide. That's the same guy who I told this time around. He's like, Bernie, Bernie this time. Bernie's looking good. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. And I sat down at his desk. I'm like, dude, there is no way. He said, why? I said, simply campaign finance reform and the fact that he wants to actually do it and he strikes me as the type of person that will try to do it puts him at odds with the entire media establishment. Mm -hmm. That's it. The end. You're out. There's no way. You're not going to donate. You're not going to play hardball. You're not going to get in front of the right people. You're not going to grease the right palms. You're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. And there's no way. And the Democratic Party knew that. They turned on him. They didn't. And then again, it almost looked like he had a chance this time around, didn't it? 2020. Yeah. But I no, think we he, all knew in the did. back of our minds that he can't. Yeah. And they, uh, they were a little less obvious this time. Uh, no, the the Super Tuesday thing though was so obvious, and it was so obvious that there was deals being made. Um, was that when Elizabeth Warren dropped out too? I don't know, man. You got me. I don't even know when Super Tuesday was. You got me kind of reeling here. Uh, it's it doesn't matter. I'll look it's it up. And you move on to the next thing. <laughs> Although, as uh, well, okay. Uh, speaking of people getting canceled, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, which I would recommend the website childrenshealthdefense.org. Just ignore the global warming stuff. Um, so his, he, his Instagram got pulled down today. Yeah, that's a that's what I was gonna say. Like I'm the sorry. last social media to ban him was Instagram, so he'd post stuff up there, and uh, they banned him too. And this is the article that did it. Uh, Bill Gates and Neo-Feudalism, a closer look at Farmer Bill. Uh, Bill Gates has quietly made himself the largest owner of farmland in the United States. For a man obsessed with monopoly control, the opportunity to also dominate food production must seem irresistible. Um and then he's got a quote in there. Gates has a Napoleonic concept of himself, an appetite that derives from power and unalloyed success with no leavening heart experience, no reverses. Judge Thomas Penfield Jackson, presiding judge in the Gates Microsoft antitrust fraud case. Yeah, remember that when there was antitrust stuff against Microsoft? Absolutely, you, I do. You, you remember what resolved that? I don't. There was a quote from Bill Gates that said, that's it, we're going to Washington. And he had not spent a lot of money on lobbying, 
and they went ahead and went after him and he said all right i'm spending the money on lobbying and now microsoft is one of the biggest uh lobbying forces in washington dc um and all the other silicon valley companies have have followed right along with that same modus operandi all right so back to this one the global lockdowns that bill beat Gates helped orchestrate and cheerlead have bankrupted more than 100,000 businesses in the U.S. alone and plunged a billion people into poverty and deadly food insecurity that, among other devastating harms, kill 10,000 African children monthly while increasing Gates's wealth by $20 billion. His $133 billion fortune makes him the world's fourth wealthiest man. Uh, Gates has been using that newfound cash to expand his power over global populations by buying devalued assets at fire sale prices and maneuvering for control over public health, privatizing prisons, online education, global communications while promoting digital currencies, high-tech surveillance, data harvesting systems, and artificial intelligence. All of those things are linked to other articles. Um, You know, it's amazing how, you know, the... The untrustworthy alternative media always links to stuff supporting their argument, and the <laughs> uh, trustworthy, you know, New York Times just says um, anonymous sources say an admission an administration source says. Uh, anyway, on an, that, on an unrelated note, all the links to this these stories will be in the show notes to this. Oh podcast. wow! All right. Uh, Let's see. According to the newest issue of The Land Report, Gates has quietly made himself the largest owner of farmland in the United States. His portfolio now comprises about 242,000 acres of American farmland and 27,000 acres of other land across Louisiana, Louisiana, Arkansas, Nebraska, Arizona, Florida, Washington, and 18 other states. Thomas Jefferson believed that the success of America's exemplary struggle to supplant the yoke of European feudalism with the noble experiment in self-governance depended on the perpetual control of the nation's land land base by tens of thousands of independent farmers, each with a stake in our democracy. So at best, Gates' campaign to scarf up America's agricultural real estate is a signal that feudalism may again be in vogue. At worst, his buying spree is a harbinger of something far more alarming. The control of, a gl- of global food supplies by a power-hungry, power-hungry megalomaniac with the Napoleon com- complex. Pause. Ex- is he short? <laughs> yes. Okay. He is. Go ahead. <laughs> Although the it, it's not all short people have a Napoleon complex. But. Correct. But if you have a Napoleon complex, I think you have to be short. Yes, anyway. yes. Let's oh, explore. get out of here. This thing says Bill Gates is six foot one. Nope, nope, nope. Never mind. Five, five, nine and a half. Okay. Okay. Not not quite petite male, but pretty no. close. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to anybody out there who's shorter. <laughs> Jeez, Andrew. Well, if it, if, and this no, no offense unless you also bought 242,000 acres of American farmland, then take offense. Finally, we get kicked <laughs> off the internet because you make fun of all short people worldwide. <laughs> so, do, do you think that's the real reason Instagram booted them? They're like, all right, you can't make short jokes. Come on. 
Beginning in 1994, Gates launched an international biopiracy campaign to achieve vertically integrated dominion over global agricultural production. His empire now includes vast agricultural lands and hefty investments in GMO crops, seed patents, synthetic foods, artificial intelligence, including robotic farm workers, and commanding positions in food behemoths, including Coca-Cola, Unilever, Philip Morris, including Kraft and General Foods, uh, Kellogg's, Procter & Gamble, and Amazon, which runs Whole Foods, of course, and in multinationals like Monsanto and Bayer that market uh, chemical pesticides and petrochemical fertilizers. As usual, Gates coordinates these personal investments with taxpayer-subsidized grants from the, Mil from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the richest and most powerful organiza organization in all of international aid, his financial partnerships with Big Ag, Big Chemical, and Big Food, and his control of international agencies, including some of his own creation, with the awesome power to create captive markets for his products. Um. You want me to stop there? Should people go read it for themselves? I mean, you're you've been reading for a while, and we're ten percent, twenty percent through this article. This is a huge article, uh, and if people haven't seen it, uh, there is a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. interview. Oh, what is that guy's name? Uh, I, I, I let me just. I wonder if he's still. It was no. Ever. Okay. No, not with G. Edward Griffin. Um, Although I'd like to see that. Let's see. Unless, oh, Valuetainment. Okay. Which I've never watched anything else from Valuetainment. Um, but he did a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. interview. And at the end of it, if you don't have time to watch the whole thing, just go to the end. He full on, he talks about his dad's assassination. And he talks about the JFK assassination. And full on, like, you know, Alex Jones style lays it out there with details that I had never heard before. Wow. Um, a guy who would know and yet, care, right? And yet, um, not a news story. Isn't that crazy? Like, this is, it was literally his dad and his uncle. And him making these accusations and naming names uh no media total media blackout of it um and that you know and they've deplatformed him from from everything um all the way down to instagram of all things so anyway i i do think uh if you're talking about people who are liberals, but are, um, let's just say I trust Robert F. Kennedy Jr. a lot more than I trust Bernie Sanders. Um, sure. Yeah, of course. And I think he, uh, you know, generally means well, but he's also seen what goes on. He's seen people killed in his own family and he, he knows who did it. And it's kind of, I don't know, it's it's kind of an amazing situation where you can have the, the same people running things now. 
there is direct ties back to the Kennedy assassination and even before that. Oh, absolutely. I think yeah. I think the Titanic slash Federal Reserve were both uh, horrible events that kind of um, ended a kind of a golden years after the Civil War, where we were headed into a bright new future, new new century. And and then yeah. I think the the JFK thing is another another one where we were headed in a certain direction post World War II, where yeah. You know, we were kind of the, the the big kid on the block and headed in you know a direction. We got Eisenhower warning about the military industrial complex, and but you know America thrives and becomes kind of this financial behemoth in the in the world and, and manufacturing and, uh, behemoth. Yep, and then you get uh, right right all the way up to JFK, and JFK gets assassinated, and I think for all intents and purposes, the deep state takes over as though it wasn't already in charge and uh you know when we look at this through a biblical worldview these a lot of these people involved in the deep state are also involved in the occult whether it's satanic ritual abuse or other stuff from you know the strange tie-ins with nasa and uh you know l ron hubbard and the uh what's the what's the the rocket guy's name jack um. Jack Parsons yeah. and his yeah. and his occult rituals that he would do before rocket launches and then bringing over the Nazis and having them get involved in the rocket program. And then, this, you know, the 60s with the assassination of JFK and then getting generation or the baby boomers to take acid and LSD and moving them into kind of this like catatonic state of buying a bunch of stuff. And we, you know, find ourselves 50 years later in this situation that we're in now where you know where the the children of baby boomers are completely addicted to their telephones and the people who killed kennedy are still in charge yeah and we're the terrorists now and now we're the terrorists <laughs> that's right and, and that and war, we love that, war that, on, that, that war on terror uh oh by the way uh that was for you yeah, remember when it was all cool, the freaking drone bomb? And, and that's this show like has come full circle. We had to start yep. this show back up in 2020 because this <laughs> everything we had talked about the previous eight or nine years was coming true. Oh yeah. When we started this show, it was a it was a thing where we would take time out of our day to go or out of our week to point at like, hey, it's weird. Bill Gates has bought all the patents for this seed. And now he's taken them to some crazy, you know, doomsday vault in Finland. It's weird. Look at this. Look mm-hmm. at this. Look at this. Bill Gates is is a is a part owner of Monsanto. Look, 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 look at this. This is weird. Now we're in 2020. Bill Gates is like a centerhead. He's like a he's like a piece in everybody's puzzle. If yeah. people hear from him regularly, he's like the talking head in 1984. He's always there. We're we were doing articles bringing up. Bill Gates, before it was cool, before everybody started doing it, <laughs> when we were saying, "Hey, stuff is going on, weird stuff," and it was weird. And when you were reading that article, it reminded me of all those stories that we had brought up, and we were the ones talking about it. Hey, isn't it weird? Bill's doing this. Isn't it weird that Bill's doing this? Isn't it? We-? Well, now here we are. We're all the way here. He's now the public face, and what are all the pieces that he has working for him? It's all that stuff we've been talking about, and the. <laughs> Even chemtrails, right? Chemtrails, yeah. there's a story about him pushing it as if they haven't been doing it for the last, uh, what, 
15 years. How long have chemtrails been going on? Oh, I mean, to be quite honest, I have no idea. But how long have I been aware of them? I'm definitely going to say at least 12, 13. Yeah. Oh, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I remember chemtrail stuff. Uh, 2000, at least 2007, 2008, but I, I think it had been happening before that. That's when right. I was like looking into it, but <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. Did, did you notice some people say there were less chemtrails during the Trump administration? Did you notice that? I guess I I would I there would was say still some, but I I do so, tend to think there were fewer. I I tend I I would tend to think there are fewer too. However, I gotta about this one disclaimer. Uh, one, uh, it's super cloudy here almost all the time, and so it's hard for us to even see. Chemtrails require clear yeah. skies, which in Seattle not possible. And uh, two, I mean, when we get aerosol sprayed here in the Seattle area means bill's getting sprayed too so <laughs> that's true <laughs> might be a <laughs> like uh what is it portugal where all the uh you know all the bushes and what have you they bought all that land in portugal no chemtrails oh, there i don't think it's portugal isn't it in this isn't it in south america or maybe it is portugal I could I be wrong. It, I thought it was South America somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he's like, yeah, he's down there painting or painting his dogs <laughs> or whatever he's doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a lot of good stories still in this thing. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover them all. Uh, federal judge gives FBI less than 90 days to release all Seth Rich documents. Should be interesting. That's from the <laughs> DC Patriot. The link. Yeah, they just won't do it. I mean, they just keep they keep not doing it. But, well, at least they admit there are documents now. Yeah. Uh, former FBI, or former FBI, former running back Larry Johnson claims that the NFL is rigged. Oh, you, nice. Because Tom Brady is a member of the occult. So that whole thing is in there. Uh, but he's been thrown up. It was weird. He threw up some, po- he, he declared that Tampa Bay was going to win. Pay, the Tom Brady is part of the occult like two weeks ago. So, oh yeah, <laughs> was, was pointing to Gronkowski and others as being involved in the occult. Also, Antonio Brown, which may explain some of the insanity. Um, let's go back home here. These are all good stories. I think people should definitely go to the show notes. Go to revelationsradionews.com and check them out. Um, a good one for the show, a classic for the show. Uh, the digital police state is being institutionalized throughout the Western world from Paul Craig Roberts. We haven't heard from him in a few Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And have we not heard from him because he hasn't been talking or because our algorithms have pointed us away from him? Yes. So I think that's what we decided with Vigilant Citizen. What is the great reset? Speaking of vig- Vigilant Citizen, a blatant propaganda video by the World Economic Forum. And... Uh, it talks about, uh, it basically deconstructs uh, the Great Reset and what's what's and, coming. And there is, you know, I don't know if you heard this, Tim. We were wrong. Who's who's we? We, you and I. You and I. You and okay. I and okay. all other 
crazy conspiracy theorists who said COVID-19 came from a lab. Oh. They they investigated it and it turns out it wasn't. So oh, that, that's weird. Here's uh this guy uh Peter Dashak who um has been working on you know that uh National Institutes of Health grant to the Wuhan lab. Yes. Uh he you know that was his he, he's there working in in the Wuhan lab. And um, he says, you know, don't believe those U.S. intelligence sources that are saying it came from a lab. Um, and he's, he said uh, he has no conflicts of interest. Um, he, he did work in that Wuhan lab for 20 years ah. and was the project leader on a $3.7 million grant supporting bat coronavirus surveillance at Wuhan Institute of Virology and Bat coronavirus gain of function research at Wuhan Institute of Virology, and he donated to Hillary Clinton 13 times in 2016. Serves as the president of the Eco Health Alliance, a research organization that's partnered with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the very same lab count that many say COVID 19 came from. Um, so, anyway, so he, uh, he looked into it and he says, no. No, didn't come from didn't come from a lab. Didn't come yep. from that lab. Not further China's down, fault. End further of story. Down, further down, Doshak was praised and has praised and attended the Beijing-based World Conference on Science Literacy, oh, which yeah. is sponsored by the scientific group China Association for Science and Technology, and serves as a bridge that links the Communist Party of China and the Chinese government to the country's science and technology community. Yeah. And, um, I mean, this guy, Spot this guy spook. is a genius. Okay. Spot I mean, spook. he, he is a zoologist okay. who obtained his PhD in parasitic infectious diseases. Don't ask how that makes him an expert in coronaviruses. Um, from the university of East London, which is ranked 116th they're in the top 120 out of 130 in the country so he's like the the joe biden of his class <laughs> he's, yes he's right right up there with the joe biden level intelligence so yeah we don't have to worry um he did the investigation for the who and uh yeah turns out didn't come from a lab we were all wrong. That was and weird. He, even though when they um, so pang, pangolin, when, pangolin. when the when they went to China, they said like we're not going to actually investigate anything. We're just gonna they're gonna show us what they want to show us, and we're gonna say cool, you know. Um, that was what the the deal was ahead of time. And what do you know? China says they didn't do it. Wow. Amazing. So. Hmm. Is there just that much money? Is that it? Like people just give you like tons of money. Like here, here's several million dollars. Like just let, just say China's good. Is there? I mean, just, just, just work with us. Just, just help take down. Just, just turn citizens into domestic terrorists. Just, just go arrest I, these people. Is there? Is there just that much money? Is that the deal? Uh, uh apparently. Or there could be a video of, uh, oh. you know. 
They could be blackmail material. I think there's a lot of stuff. This guy with the WHO um, just might be dumb enough to uh, just be led along and just say, oh, yeah, seems right to me. This, this Asian kids were always smarter than me in school, so China must be telling the truth. <laughs> and, you know, like all, all, all the other kids, too. <laughs> all the other kids were smarter than me, too. But, hey, look at me. I'm a scientist for the WHO. Uh, from Politico, how COVID-19 could give Kim Jong-un a, dome, a doomsday weapon. So uh, just want to let everybody know that's being planted in the public consciousness. Oh, Kim yeah. Jong-un could have a doomsday weapon yeah. of a different virus. Did we talk about the, uh, the North Korea COVID-19 counter? No. <laughs> Zero people have COVID-19. One person has COVID-19. Zero people have (laughs) COVID-19. But that's how it goes? Yeah, that's how it it goes. He just kills them off as soon as they test positive. So there you go. Don't have to worry about it. I guess not. Uh, what is this story doing in here? Did you throw this in there? Has Israel just found the cure for COVID? So this was, um, we, did we talk about the steroid, the nebulized steroid treatment, the doctor in Texas saying like, Hey, you know, uh, nebulized, I think it, nubesinoid, nubesinide, um, really works makes it so that you can breathe and you don't have the lung problems with COVID-19 and that was uh, shot down kind of the same way hydroxychloroquine was I don't know we, if we talked about that or not but we uh, I think we talked about it off show and someone close to this show related to me got COVID-19 and took it and are they alive? Uh, very alive. Uh, very this alive. person. This person is fairly unhealthy. In how you would see a healthy person eating right and exercising. And day one, they were fine. Day two, they were extremely tired. Day three, bedridden. Day four, riding a lot, riding lawnmower. Yeah, mowing the lawn. <laughs> After taking the, well, that's, that's awesome. Um, I've got a couple kind of distant relatives in the hospital right now, not doing super well. And I'm trying to talk to my relatives that are closer to them. Like, can you find out what they're giving them? It's, it's tough to get any information, um, which was the whole point of keeping keeping people out of the hospital. Now people have no advocates within the hospital system, which is a problem. Um, But anyway, so Israel uh, found this amazing uh, experimental drug that is basically the same, does the same thing, but maybe they'll be smart enough to make it really expensive, so then it'll be okay to promote it. But uh, basically does the same thing. It's an, an inhaled... Uh, an inhaled medication 
Imagine that, doing an inhaled medication for the lungs. Who would ever think of trying that? Anyway. So it it did sound like a promising thing, but um, also kind of sad that it has to be this experimental, uh, you know, very early, that this gets press and yet something that is absolutely safe and effective just gets shot down as as being crazy. So. I remember, hydroxychloroquine still stops this thing dead in its tracks, according to uh, 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 Dr. Fauci himself. It's a miracle drug. It, it even works as a prophylaxis against uh, coronaviruses. I mean, that's still, that's still in play, folks. Like, that's still real. Which is why they have to say... Uh, you you can't give any medication until someone is sick enough to be hospitalized. And once they're hospitalized, they go on the ventilator. And once they go on the ventilator, they ain't coming back. Yeah. It's... But just remember that is on that's still on the table. So is vitamin D, vitamin C, and uh, zinc, and uh, quercetin, and all kinds of other stuff. Yes. Uh, who knows? Who knows? It seems like dog worm medication may cure cancer too. I, I mean, there's a bunch ivermectin. of <laughs> ivermectin. Yeah. You know, this stuff. I mean, this stuff. There's a bunch of evidence out there that there are other ways to get around this. You're just being led down a primrose path to think that chemo slash cell therapy is the only way you can do it, and that it's a hundred percent what the new vaccine is. It's not a vaccine at all. It's cell therapy. That's the only way you can fight it, and that's what you're being told. Yep. That's wrong. Uh, The other story, off the rails, inside the craziest meeting of the Trump presidency. Last month, Axios published Off the Rails, a series taking you deep inside Donald Trump's presidency (laughs) from his election to the deadly January 6th Capitol insurrection that triggered his second impeachment and the Senate trial to begin next week. So this um, edition, we take you into the further blah, 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 blah. I was just using that to back up the... um, Oh, what's the overstock.com guy's name? Anyway. Oh, the, the deep capture by, uh, yeah. what's his name? Yeah, yeah. So, because there's actually a lot of um, points in there told from a very different perspective uh, with a much different slant, but the, it shows that the facts that he laid out um, did happen. So Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I, the, the Trump White House, it was a, a disaster and probably will be the best uh, <laughs> best presidential administration we'll have in our lifetimes. And it was not that great. But well. <laughs> COVID immune response suspected in young doctor's death. This was weird. Doctor falls ill after the second uh vaccination and they say his immune system malfunction and start attacking his own internal organs yeah but not the vaccine's fault of course yeah yeah it just happened it was caused by his immune system's reaction to the covid that he didn't know he'd had and tested negative for but he must have had several months before and had nothing to do with the vaccine that he just had that's good. You know, I like how this works. Everybody else, does everyone out there see how it works? 
when you so, have comorbidities and then you get the covids and you die you die of the covids right. but when you have comorbidities and then you get the vaccine you die of the comorbidities that's how that works folks yeah or just covid this I can't is going believe down as this is absolutely going down as a covid death i can't believe they're going to we're getting taken down by the common cold and bureaucracy yeah. They're trying to take down the whole country on just pure bureaucracy. Who's going to get money if you die and market as COVID death? Yeah. Uh, last but not least, if you need another reason to hate Robin Hood, Alex Kearns died thinking he owed hundreds of thousands of dollars oh. in the stock market for his losses on Robin Hood. His parents are set to sue over his suicide. 21 year old, excuse me, 20 year old took his own life last June, mistakenly believed that he'd lost nearly 750000 in a risky bet on Robinhood, the stock trading app, where he started trading as a teenager. Um, just so everyone else knows, I've been a member of the Wall Street Bets subreddit when we had less than 200,000, when we had less than 100,000 people in there. We current, there's currently 9 million people in there. <laughs> and all of the old mods have been overtaken. People are selling their 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 uh, or getting accounts. They're getting their accounts purchased so that these hedge funds can come in and 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 uh, lead everybody in a different direction. It's a it's a shell of its former self. But Robinhood has had several glitches, and trust me, the people in that forum would find them all. They found the box uh, box bet glitch. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, it's a certain kind of uh, option bet. They found an infinite money glitch where Robinhood was mistakenly counting your margin as the amount of money you had, so then you could go in and borrow more money on margin because that's the amount of money you have so then you just mm. it just kept like it was just basically just a glitch right like it counted your margin as yours so then you go in and get more margin and it just kept going so this one dude <laughs> he, he ran it he ran it up to like a million dollars and then started buying all kinds of options and you know he i don't even know what i think he got his whole account got shut down and it, you know it, he wasn't supposed to be able to do that clearly mm-hmm. and he didn't end up having to to pay anything because they had messed up uh but this sort of stuff happened all the time within that app and that that whole subreddit was all about finding the weaknesses not only in the market but in the app and so in the app you know maybe this guy took advantage of some sort of a glitch but it was or maybe he just got was the victim of a glitch but yeah it sounds like it sounds like he you know, did an options trade or whatever. So theoretically, you could lose more money than you put in there. Uh, but they s- send him a message on the app that you're you owe seven hundred fifty thousand or whatever it was. He thinks it's real. Is like, oh, you know, I ruined my whole family and everything's over. Kills himself. And then uh, less than a day later, the parents see an email come in for him saying like, oh, sorry about the mistake. You don't know anything. It's just so, so sick. And he had tried. It's not like he got the message, killed himself. He had tried several times to contact Robin Hood and gotten the automatic response. We've received your ticket and we'll get back to you soon, maybe. I've lost the love of my life. I miss him more than anything, Dorothy Kern says. I can't tell you how incredibly painful it is. 
It's the kind of parent that I don't think should be humanly possible for a parent to overcome. The day after Alex took his life, Robinhood sent an automated email suggesting the trade had been resolved and he didn't owe any money. Great news, the email read. We've reached out to confirm that you've met your margin call and we've lifted your trade restrictions. If you have any questions about your margin call, please feel free to reach out. We're happy to help. Yeah. Cool. I hope go. they I hope they win. I mean, it's... I don't see how they won't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In a sane and rational world. Lastly, I have the New York Post pulled up from March 4th, 2020. The billionaire former New York City mayor spent hundreds of millions of dollars on his failed campaign. Biden, in a thank you tweet, said at Bloomberg, we are united for a common goal, stopping President Trump from winning a second term. I can't thank you enough for your support. Super Tuesday marked Bloomberg's first time being on the ballot. Uh... In the 2020 race, but despite spending more than 500 million, he was only able to win American Samoa and compile 44 delegates out of the 1,357 that were up for grab. Bloomberg spent 215 million on his own fortune on ads in Super Tuesday states at a campaign appearance. Blah 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 blah. Well, I don't think that I could win any other way, but I contested convention is a democratic process. He told reporters, noting his campaign slogan was "Mike, I'll get it done." <laughs> but Biden riding momentum from a resounding win Napoleonic in complexes. <laughs> <laughs> but res- riding Biden re- uh, riding momentum from a resounding win in South Carolina on Saturday, and endorsements from Democratic rivals who had recently dropped out: Senator Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, and Pete Buttigieg chalked up wins in a number of southern oh, states, Klobuchar, including Virginia. Yeah. And then they pulled off a victory in Texas, which Sanders Sanders had been expected to take. Uh, he gained 453 delegates to Sanders' 382. So you see, if all those people didn't drop out, oh yeah, Sanders takes it. Absolutely. But they all drop out at the same time. He even defeated Senator Elizabeth Warren on her home turf in Massachusetts. San- Sanders still won three states, his home state of Vermont, as well as Utah and Colorado, and was leading in California with its 494 delegates. Uh, but full results have yet to be tabulated. As of Wednesday morning, Sanders had 33.6% of the Golden State vote, but Biden had 24.8%, Bloomberg 14.4. So 14.4 plus 24.8 is more than (laughs) 33.6. Warren had 7%. A candidate needs to compile 1,991 delegates to get the nomination. Yeah, that's right. They had had Warren stay in figuring that it would eat more away from Bernie. Yep. Like, hey, she's a socialist too, and she's not a sexist like Bernie. <laughs> Bernie's not even a sexist. He's just old. <laughs> oh, man. I'll throw that in the link for uh, this show as well. Uh, just showing that so, uh, the, the Bernie... Klobuchar, Buttigieg, and who was the third one? Uh, of course I just closed that, uh, Buttigieg and, uh, no, hold on. And we just said it, uh, Beto O'Rourke. Oh yeah. Beto. So, uh, I think Klobuchar was supposed to be the vice president. Okay. And I think that got... Uh, shot down 
because of the George Floyd thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then they're just like, you know, you got to take Kamala, and no one liked Kamala. <laughs> but it didn't matter because it's like, don't worry about it, Joe. We got this. We're going to break the election for you. It doesn't matter whether uh, Kamala is the most disliked person in America or not. You're still going to win. Whether she's not technically black, African American, yeah. anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Yes, that was. So, uh, Buddha Judge was given a cabinet position, which I'm sure is what he was promised to drop out. Uh, he's going to be the Secretary of Transportation, despite the fact that as a mayor um, in South Bend, Indiana, he couldn't even have a bus system that worked properly. Uh, just be the transportation secretary for the whole country now. What what could go wrong? Um, Buses are hard. I think Klobuchar will Klobuchar will still get paid off with something, right? It's like Amy. We're sorry, we couldn't take his VP. Obvious reasons, uh, but here's. You know, whatever it is. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, Beto gets to be the gun czar. Oh, and he was the one that wanted us to take everybody's guns. He was the buyback guy, right? He was trying to get, trying to do buybacks. Yeah. So somebody posted on uh, Twitter. Oh, how did I see this? It was actually a link from a story. It's kind of funny because I'm not on Twitter, but I did see a link from. It's kind of funny. And then you actually see, you like read news articles with links to tweets. You know? <laughs> anyway, yeah. somebody posted a news article that said, uh, "What's the biggest conspiracy theory? The most ridiculous conspiracy theory you heard about the you know 2020?" And I think this guy says. Uh, that uh, right-wing extremists have been uh, stockpiling guns, ammunition, and food for the last 50 years. But when we decided to take over the Capitol, it was a bunch of people marching unarmed, taking selfies while walking in, you know, walking, <laughs> while being, you know, led into an open door. Yeah. Yeah, and the, there was a, that was another part of the, the Tucker uh, breakdown where he shows clips of these politicians saying armed insurrection, armed insurrection. And if you break it down, there's no gun charges. There's no charge that any of the Trump supporters brought a gun into the Capitol. The only armed part was the supposed fire extinguisher thing that didn't happen. No one was armed, but anyway. Except for the... uh, But everyone had... (laughs) Except for the the Proud Boys guy who got arrested the day before and who uh, defense attorney's like, no, it's okay, he's a fed. <laughs> yeah. And then the yeah. Oathkeeper guy, oh, yeah. his attorney, no, he's been working for the FBI for 30 years. Proud Boys reeks of COINTELPRO. Reeks yeah. of COINTELPRO. There are 100% some... Uh, FBI, you know, the, law the, enforcement types within that organization. The and former s- uh, FBI KKK uh, department has just m- moved into 
the FBI Proud Boys Department. Yeah, yeah. Okay, without any further ado, we are all ready now for Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom. Oh, man. Uh, don't drive in the snow if you can help it. <laughs> don't drive in northwest snow where they there should be some addendums. Don't drive in northwest snow. Well, don't, don't, where they don't regularly salt or sand the roads. It's and where there are too many hills and where there are many <laughs> people who don't drive in the snow. Well, that that's the thing. It doesn't matter whether you know how to drive in the snow or not. What matters is do the other people know how to drive in the snow? And the answer is always no. In the northwest, the answer is absolutely not. Yeah. I, see, I grew up in Oklahoma where it rarely snowed, but my mom grew up in Canada, so she would literally like laugh at everybody, like, I'm going to the store. You guys are nuts. <laughs> I'm going to get in the yeah. car and drive just to the store. Because she's like, I literally learned to drive on snow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, don't drive in the snow. That's the words of wisdom. Hopefully, Cliff Mass was right. We got a bunch of snow incoming. I'll yeah. probably still have to work. You don't have to work. You don't have to go to work ever again. You just got to sit at home and uh, just click away on the computer. Work from home. Yeah. The old work from home adage. Well, good part about working from home is you're closer to the kids. You get more of that real life family, human to human interaction. Yes. Yeah. I, I admit, I admit, I advise everyone to get out there and do the same. Go get human to human interaction. However you have to do it. Yeah. Go play in the snow. Go play in the snow. Go talk to your neighbors. I'm sure they're they're all quarantining their board. And if they're not yeah. quarantining, then good for you. Also, if we move the Revelations Radio News headquarters from the northwest to another <laughs> area, let us know where you think we should move it to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let us know where the uh, where the commune should go. Yeah. Where's the where's the hippie freedom? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, that's what two two weeks in a row now. Two, yeah, two. So uh, hopefully we'll be back at you the the following week. Until then, go and have a real conversation with people, and don't be an idiot like me and have a Twitter argument in life, in <laughs> real life. It's a dumb idea. Don't don't even try. Yeah. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-